Rugby wrap-up, women's rugby, Naira and NCR, plus D1A7s and 15s, and the Liberty Conference playoffs. Rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody and welcome back to this week's college rugby wrap up. Matt McCarthy in New York City. Zach Lanning in, he's not in Minnesota. We'll get more on that later. Colby Marshall in Jersey someplace. And our man Josh Recio representing the West Coast, but early morning in Massachusetts or DC or someplace like that. But anyway, gentlemen, let's get right to it. The spoiler alerts everywhere are blaring because of our intro. And obviously it spilled the beans that Iona College, the Gales, became the Liberty Conference champions Champions in an exciting match over Northeastern. We now know that. We'll get to what that means later. But in the meantime, there's two bits of news that should excite college rugby fans. And the first one up is that the Major League Rugby schedule was released. And the second part of that is that the Dallas Jackals are indeed in it, so there won't be a supplemental draft throwing the league asunder. And speaking of draft picks... We may have seen some at the Liberty Conference playoffs because three of us were there. Colby, what do you got for us? Yeah, Matt, you hit the nail on the head. I think we definitely saw some future MLR stars on Saturday. A lot of great rugby. Uh, when you think about those early matches, AIC against Fairfield, you know, it was the great second half where you thought the game was going to go right down to the wire, but Fairfield ended up winning rather comfortably. And then the second match in the morning, uh, Buffalo against UConn. UConn was able to squeak out with the win after Buffalo looked like they were going to come back. And we did get to catch up with some players and coaches from those teams, Matt. What was it that, you know, uh, made it you guys could pull it out today on the field? Honestly, 80 minutes of composure. We played the same when we came out that first minute to the last minute against a very good AIC side, a big squad, very athletic players, just making our one-on-one tackles and playing our game plan, which is what we try to execute all year. It's been an amazing season, full of a lot of emotion. And I, I really couldn't have asked for anything more out of my out of my team. So it felt amazing to be a leader. It felt amazing to trust my guys and have them trust me. So you know, hurt or not, I'm coming out here to put everything I can on the field and do as much as I can for my boys. Put as much on effort out there as they are for me. Uh, defensive wise, you gotta talk more. You better better offensively too. Defensive uh, wise, you gotta move out more. You gotta play better structure wise. So you got more talking on our part. Uh, if we fix the restarts, cut down our penalties. You know, we could compete with any team. And I thought I thought we did really well today. The, I'm really proud of the effort the boys put in. They didn't give up, and uh, they played a full 80 minutes. So we had a lot of positives to build off from today. The way we build is we get people reps and we make sure rugby is played. So um, the way we structure training is we have a pool of 40 players who are constantly vying for that 23, those 23 jerseys. And it's just challenging and it's accountability and it's ownership and it's integrity. And we constantly raise our standard each week, regardless of the result. Um, every every week that threshold and that platform continues to increase. So Chris and his classmates have laid a tremendous foundation uh, for the for the next group. We uh, hopefully have a wonderful group of recruits coming in and you know, Fairfield Rugby is going to only continue to go onward and upward from here. 
like I mentioned, this is a young team, so we have, uh, yeah, there are probably nine freshmen out there. So what we're doing is building on that. We, take, we got beat up pretty bad a couple weeks ago by Northeast, so I think they learned. Uh, the positive, they're going to be able to sit all winter on this win. You know, they come up, be a good, strong, hard Buffalo team. And uh, that's going to go a long way in the young guys' minds. So as coaches, that was, that's what we wanted. So but, uh, it's all tribute to the guys working hard the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean, the boys just love playing rugby. We want to come out here, have some fun against a really good big side. And I thought we did that today, which was great to see. I think like a lot of teams, we're just, we're blessed that we played rugby this fall. I mean, you know, we could have gone, we could have gone, not won a game, and we would have still been fortunate just to get out on the field with the guys this year. So, um, you know, but we've got a ton of positives to build on. We got a lot of really young, good, dynamic players that I think are really going to play play well and serve us for the next few years. All right, now, you know, we won't yeah. get into the UConn win over my University of Buffalo because it was fixed, obviously, and it's way too personal. So. As Zach tees up the second half of the day and we can wake up Josh, who is actually passing out of boredom. Let's go to Josh with some D1A stuff. Yeah, Matt, you know, it was a big week for D1A. We got Army taking home the commander in chief trophy this year. Uh, Big win over Air Force, 72 to 23. You know, Army this year has played some of the highest quality rugby in the D1A. You know, we got to watch them in D.C. um, coming up with a win over Navy and you know, it was no surprise that they're taking home this trophy. Now, now they're going to have to look forward. They're going to play Lindenwood. Lindenwood's coming off a huge game over Iowa Central, winning 74 to 5. You know, and we're starting to see more of these top of the rankings matchups that are going to really start to define the playoffs come the spring. Other D1A action to kind of highlight, just kind of running down the list. Michigan State was able to pull off a big win over Purdue, solidifying their third place, uh, their third place appearance in the playoffs next, next week. I could tell that you were extra giddy this morning about that victory. <laughs> very giddy, very giddy. I'm excited to see Michigan State handle Illinois Illinois next week in Chicago. I think they're going to be able to pull it off. Um, other games to look at, Davenport was able to blank Notre Dame 30 to nothing. St. Bonaventure was able to edge Cutstown 16 to 12. And Indiana, man, they, they solidified another unbeaten year in D1A. Uh, in the regular season, 29 to 17 over Michigan. I think it's got to be a record how much uh, Indiana has been able to go undefeated in their conference play um, over the past few years. And that, of course, had Mark Cuban doing backwards somersaults and cartwheels after that victory. As we know, yes. And now it's time for our college rugby wrap-up pop-up quiz, courtesy of Sheehy Auto Stores. Gentlemen, you're all smarty pants college grads. This week, we had the man they call the Beast on the show. How do you say his real name? A Colby. Henry McCoy. Josh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That is incorrect. Uh, Zach. And I'm going to go Tendai Matawara. 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 Uh, judges, uh, we could give him credit for it. All right, we'll give him credit for it. And there you have it, your college rugby wrap-up pop-up quiz brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. Zach, we're going to get to you after the commercial break to walk us through the second half of that National Collegiate Rugby NCR Liberty Conference playoffs, the third-place match and that championship that we mentioned before. We'll be right back. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. 
And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. For your next vehicle? With She's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in store. We make it easy with our award winning service. It's easy at SheHe.com. I'm Paul Appleby, UB Rugby Captain, and you're watching UB Rugby. I'm Paul Appleby, UB Rugby Captain, and you're watching Rugby Wrap Up. <laughs> Boom! And we are back with Josh Resio. Colby Marshall, Zach Lanning, I'm Matt McCarthy. Guys, we obviously saw that the UB captain was flummoxed and discombobulated all by that fixed result, but that's neither here nor there. Zach, walk us through the third place match and the final. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, just keep people waiting a little bit longer. I wanted to mention a match from the earlier portion of the day that we uh, didn't get to in that first portion, but Nazareth College losing to Tufts in one of the matchups in the bowl series. Nazareth, arr, arr. Arr, arr. Nazareth, their first year in D1 rugby, had a really solid season. You know, unfortunate to see them drop this one. Uh, but their coach, uh, Coach C. Daniel, said that, you know, it, it's it's those, those struggles they have to go through to get to, to where they want to be as a program. Uh, so kudos to them. Hats off to Nazareth for a great season. Uh, but another great match on the night, Matt, you mentioned it, that third place matchup between Fordham and Syracuse. The temperatures started to drop when they played that match, uh, but it was it was a really great game of rugby. You know, we had expected a bit of a blowout on the side of Fordham. They had beat Syracuse pretty handily earlier in the season, um, and their star player, fullback Santi Thompson, was trying to make sure that happened in the first half, taking over with his athleticism, his his, his great skill at finding space um, and going on long breaks. Uh, so Fordham went up big in that first half, but Syracuse, credit to them, they fought back. Uh, made it a match in the second half. They were not going away in this one, uh, but Fordham ultimately did prevail. Uh, and so some some great, you know, great rugby being played there in that third place game. And we were able to catch up with, with Fordham's coach after the match as well uh, to kind of walk us through their keys to success. What was the key to the successful season for you and how do you build going into next year? I think it was a great season for us. We work, the program is growing. We have like 50, 55 players, coach, uh, practicing since mid-August. So that's good for us. We have a great coaching staff, including Ben Foden, who's been coaching all year with us. He's not here today, he's back in England. But he gave us a lot, of, a lot, a lot for the program. And we keep on building. I think we can be get, get stronger over the next couple of years. Do you have your eye on this now championship game next match for Fordham next year? You feel like you'll be in contention for that first place spot? We want to play better rugby. That's what we want. We see the results will come. The only we care is about playing better rugby and these kids play better rugby and develop more players. That's what we want. Yeah, you know that Santi Thompson, the thing about him was the, the word was to watch his tactical kicking. He ran all over the pitch and he had a man bun, which to me was just he's he's ultimate. He's 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 a god to me. The total uh, package. Total, total package. Colby. Iona, your Gales are the champions of the Liberty Conference. Take it away. 
We got it done, Matt. I was more than excited to be on the field for this game. I was doing the sideline reporting. Shout out Next Level Rugby for collaborating with Rugby Wrap Up. It was a great, great day. I don't want to look dead in the water, Matt. Down 10 to nothing in the second half. It looked like we were going to see it again. Another collapse in a big game. We didn't get it done against Bonnie's in 2019. We don't get it done against Delaware in 2015. You think about the bowl game against AIC in 2017. You know, the list goes on, but the boys got it done. They scored 19 unanswered points in the second half. Brendan Buckley, scrum half, sophomore year, had a great day. Definitely my man of the match. But I did get to also catch up with Cam DiGiorgio, who had uh, a good game as well. And Cam DiGiorgio was excited because he missed the bowl game against St. Bonaventure in 2019. And so the fact that he got the chance to play and play well and win this game for Iona was huge. Paul Burke had great things to say about the team as well. Tough, hard defending team. You know, hitting is hard. But we said, don't change anything. We said, we'll come. It will eventually come and then it'll crash. And the boys kept after it and it was great. Great rugby. Great game. Cam, for you, you know, you didn't get the opportunity to play in Iona's bowl game in 2019. You suffered that injury. It has to feel good for you to be out here and uh, enjoy this moment. It's good to bring back a chip for the boys. This is my first chip, I think, for uh, any rugby event, so that feels great. We worked hard on this entire week. I'm so proud of the boys for coming back in the second half. Never doubted us for a moment. Paul Burke was an exceptional eight-man. No coincidence that Cam is really succeeding or thriving under that system at Iona. Kudos. Zach, like Colby, you were there handling sideline stuff all day, doing a stellar job, both of you, I might add. But what was your take on that final? Yeah, Matt, Colby really summed it up uh, perfectly. You know, it was a great matchup. I did want to just note, you know, Josh mentioned earlier what a great season Indiana had. Part of that season was, a, a, I would say, maybe a demolishment, if that's even a word, uh, of, of Iona earlier this year. Uh, demolition, that's what I was looking for. Uh, but, you know, that loss, I think, really was a, a key turning point for Iona, as painful as it might have been in the moment. I think that really, you know, um, showed them a couple areas where they needed to improve. And you see in their schedule after that match, they they turned it on, you know, crushing Albany at the end, uh, crushing Syracuse in the playoff. And then I think it gave them that extra boost here in, in this final matchup. So, you know, tough loss to Indiana for Iona this year, but it really paid dividends for them at the end. And Matt, here's a, a professional level segue for you getting the hang of this. Now, the NCR put out the women's playoffs matchups for their, you know, for NCR round of playoffs here. We'll go through some of those in the, in the West region. You're going to have number one seed university of Northern Iowa who had an undefeated year taking on the university of North Dakota. They should be able to, to roll through that first matchup there. Uh, and also in that region, university of Wisconsin, Eau Claire taking on Bowling Green uh, in the Midwest region. You have grand Valley state playing Purdue playing the Boilermakers and Iowa state taking on number three Marquette. Uh, in the Northeast region, Notre Dame College will play Roger Williams, uh, and Colgate will take on Kent State. And then the South region is where it gets a little interesting as well. Uh, Cincinnati, the number four team overall, playing Clemson. And Syracuse will take on Life University. Life coming in at the number five seed, uh, which probably they're not used to that <laughs> in any sort of conference setting. But they really only played one match this year within the NCR kind of confined. So that's the only match that they have counting towards their, their ranking here. Uh, they're coming off a loss to Lindenwood this weekend, 34 to five, but they also did beat Penn state earlier this season, 75 to 13. Uh, so that'd be a very interesting team to watch going forward. I expect them to make a run, you know, despite being the five seed here, um, you know, but we'll, we'll see how that uh, goes. And then just a final note, Matt, the Naira playoffs are going to be taking place this weekend as well, coming up. 
you'll have you'll see the same matchups you saw at the end of that season. Uh, so Dartmouth will be taking on Brown in the first semifinal match, and then Harvard will be playing Army. Watch out for that one, Matt. Army coming off a huge win over Penn State, 30-10 to 10 as well. Uh, so Army may be getting hot at the right time here. Could see an upset knockoff of Harvard, even though it's mostly expected that Harvard and Dartmouth will be the teams meeting in that Naira final. Yeah, the, the Army teams are peaking, both the men and the women, at the right time, it seems. But let's segue once again with a stretch of the imagination to Josh with sevens, D1A sevens. Yes, Matt. You know, we got sevens still going in the fall, but we're all on the West Coast now. You know, we had pack sevens going a yearly event. It's always some great action to start to see those uh, those teams that play 15s in the spring, see them able to go out and kind of see what players they have on their teams. Familiar champion being crowned in pack sevens, though. Cal is winning it over UCLA 10 to nothing. Now, I know we can talk about Cal and UCLA all we want and how they kind of rolled their way to the final, but I got to give my hat off to uh, Arizona. They played an amazing, amazing tournament. They weren't able to beat UCLA coming out of pool play, but I think you take a look at the spring and you look at how Arizona was playing there and how they were challenging Cal and UCLA. Arizona's going to have a great year, and I think we're going to maybe be able to see some upsets or possibility of some close games coming into the spring. So Arizona was my team of the team of the tournament, even though Cal was able to kind of run away with it through the weekend. So what are you saying, Josh? Are you saying that Arizona is going to be our sevens champion? I don't think they're going to be our sevens champion, but I, I think Arizona over the years has recruited really, really well. Um, they've got a great team together and, you know, they seem to play really well throughout the whole tournament, even though they weren't able to get the win over UCLA to, you know, to advance. I see them being dangerous and I, I think they're going to be a team to watch. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent intel. And uh, I'll be able to bet my mortgage now on Arizona. Thanks to Josh Resio. All right, guys, we're basically out of time. But before we go, here are our picks, courtesy of the Joey of Joey Rasmus and the Silverback Elite Development Program. And on that note, that's a wrap on this week's college rugby wrap up. I want to thank Mr. Josh Russio, Mr. Colby Marshall and Mr. Zach Lanning. I'm Matt McCarthy for these gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in and please check out our other segments, including our exclusive with the man they call the beast. Plus our lively chat with rugby legends, Dick Spring and George Hook. And look out for our upcoming United Rugby Championship shows. 